Hello and welcome back to the Morning Story Podcast. My name is Cody Birch and I'd like to tell you a story. Today's story is called Crashing a Cadillac. And here's my story. In the summer after my senior year, me and all of my high school buddies all got a job at the same place. And I grew up in Dallas, Texas. And a few of the jobs that we had, we would always try to get the jobs together because suffering through a high school job is much more fun if it's you and your friends. So one year we all worked at a moving company. There was a girl one year older than me and her dad owned this moving company and we would all move corporate office buildings and hang out together and try to avoid doing any actual hard work. And that's a story of another day. But another time we all got a job at the same place and that was at a horse racing track in the Dallas area. This was what it sounds like. You could go and watch horse races and bet on horses. And I don't know the legality of that, but when I was in high school, that was a thing that people did. I'm sure that still exists, but something that sounds kind of shady now in hindsight that I admit that as an adult, that I worked at a place where you would go gamble on the outcomes of horses running around an oval track. But that's what we did. And the job that we chose was we were valets. We would go park, we would go park all the cars. And I thought this would be kind of cool. Like there's some people that are degenerate gamblers and they drive up in a really junky car, but there's some people who would like to go to the horse racing track with their discretionary income and drive nice vehicles. So this could be my shot at 18, 19 years old to drive some cool cars and BMWs, Mercedes, Volvos, all that stuff. I have some uh, memorable stories of working at a valet. Um, Minor detail, I couldn't drive stick shift. Not not a big problem, right? I thought, hey, nobody drives manual anymore. They all drive automatics. But then one day, this guy pulled up in an old Mustang. And an old Mustang was a 1960-something Mustang. It was manual. So it had a clutch on the left. I understood how it worked. I could tell you how to drive stick shift. I just couldn't do it very well. And it had, I think it was like a three-speed or four-speed. But the gears are like way down on the floor. They're not up where I would think they were on a, on a car that was a more modern car down on the floor. So the guy gets out. I probably went ghost white that I had to go park the car while he's standing there. It's a nicer car. You could tell it meant a lot to this driver. And I got kind of nervous. I put my left foot on the clutch, right foot on the brake and didn't know what to do next. And so he's watching skeptically, like making sure I don't mess up. And I remember I thought if I can just go fast, I can quickly move my left foot off the clutch and right foot off the brake to put the left foot on the brake and the right foot on the gas so I can get going which is not what you do, by the way. And the car, I did that and I, I got ready for it. And then I was like, boom, boom, like as fast as I could go. And that didn't work. And the car shuddered and died. I killed the car right there in front of him. And my manager yanked me out and said, hey, get out of here, go drive a different car. And the guy probably complained and nobody got a tip that day. And they put a different driver in that car. By the way, who hires a valet before making sure that they know how to drive a manual transmission? I did that a few more times and old Porsches or an old Ford F-150 truck is all a stick shift and I could kind of get it. But if you don't drive stick very well, you might do things like I just said, you'll kill the car. Like it, it turns off or whatever happens like the car, what's it called? It stalls, whatever the word is. It won't go, whatever that's called. Or it'll, it'll buck. Have you ever done that before? If you're trying to drive shift, uh, stick shift, you give it enough gas, but the clutch is kind of half engaged, but not really. But the, you're also kind of tapping the brake and trying to give it gas. And so the car bucks back and forth like a bucking Bronco, kind of appropriate for a rodeo, not appropriate for the valet at a horse racing track. So I was not very good at driving stick shift, but this whole job had a bunch of uh, problems. But how the, the problems mainly with me driving, it's the whole point of this podcast episode. But I remember the strategy 
of parking cars, and it was a pretty big place. We had to park hundreds of cars, and there was probably 30 or 40 valets. And what we would do is we all wore the same red shirt and khaki shorts and running shoes. It was a very hot, sweaty job. It was over the summer in Dallas, and it was just always humid, always super hot. So they had big water stations. We were always just sweating buckets. It was very gross. Imagine just a gross kid getting in your nice car to park it. And if it was me and it was a stick shift, I would stall it out right in front of your face. But imagine that. We're all lined up on the curb, car comes up, and we're just in line. So the next kid gets that car. So I'm kind of eyeing it, like, don't get, you know, that looks like a stick shift. That's an old Porsche. I don't want to drive that one, you know? But I want to drive that. Lexus is for sure an automatic, you know? And so it was all about speed because the faster we could park the cars, the more tips we might be able to get. So there was this big parking frenzy because people all got there about the same time. And then we'd fill up the parking lot. And then once the racing was done, we would have to go retrieve all the cars. So when you got a car, you would, uh, you know, go get it, you'd get the keys and you would put a little tab out of your pocket. You'd pull out and rip off like a ticket basically and add it to the keys. And we would go take it to the key house and drop it off and say, Hey, this Lexus is in spot a 43 or whatever. And you, sometimes you got tips along the way in the beginning, but usually it was at the very end when you're retrieving it. If somebody had a nice day at the racetrack, they would give you 20 bucks, might give you a hundred that happened once or twice. That was always fun. But for the most part, you get nothing or a few dollars, um, usually in singles. So when you go to the bank and you deposit $705 in $1 bills, you get some awkward glances from the teller at the bank, assuming what you do for a living. And I'm like, no, I promise it's legit. I just happen to get paid in $1 tips uh, very often. So the frenzy of parking meant that you had to park the cars very specifically. How they preferred you park it was you backed in. Actually, they made us back into the spot because it was always slightly less busy on the front than on the back end. On the back end, everybody is leaving all at the same time and they all want their cars immediately. So if we could spend a little bit of extra time on the front end backing into the spot, we would save time when we had to retrieve the car later on. And the other rule is you had to always park the car with the wheels straight because during the pickup frenzy, it was all about speed. How fast could we get the cars back to the front of the racetrack? and get happy customers and increase the odds of our tips. So one day I went to retrieve the cars. It was dark. It was a busy day, sprinting through the parking lot, dodging in between cars. And I get in this car and it's one of those Ford F550s basically. I think it was an F350 technically, but it was like extended cab, extended bed, extended wheels, extended hood, extended bumpers. This thing was an absolute boat. It was super long and stuck out way far out of its own parking spot. So it was facing forward. I'm sprinting, got in, unlocked the car, did not have a keyless entry. So you put the key in, unlock the car, get in. I see it's not a stick shift. Awesome. But we're in a rush. I throw it into drive and I hit the gas. Unfortunately, the cars were turned, the wheels were turned all the way to the right. And this vehicle was super long. So I heard the sickening sound of sheet metal on sheet metal as this Ford F-350 basically drove over a Cadillac Eldorado. I'll never forget. It was a two-door cream-colored Cadillac Eldorado. And I, I basically monster trucked it. I drove over the front left portion of it, smashed the hood, smashed the side of this truck. And I don't, I think I blacked out. I don't know what happened. I and mean, of course you have to go fess up. You can't be like, oh, it's nothing. It's just a scratch and breathe on it and kind of rub out the scratch, I probably totaled that Cadillac and I don't know what happened to the Ford. The Ford was probably okay, but the Cadillac was done. 
So I hit reverse, you know, the, the cars are basically stuck together now because everything's intertwined and the two have become one. And I hit reverse and it's this terrible sound of metal on metal as the car, as the truck kind of backs off and I can see out of the corner of my eye, the Cadillac is the weight of um, the truck detaching from the front left of the hood of the Cadillac, sent the Cadillac rocking back and forth. And I had amassed a small group of guys, it was all guys that worked there, by the way, there was no girls, they were all guys, like college age guys. Not a great group of people to have totaled a Cadillac in front of. And they were all pointing and laughing and hooting and hollering and all that stuff. So I had to go back to the front. My uh, supervisor's name was a guy named Tommy. I'll never forget. It's like, Tommy, <laughs> bad news, man. And I remember he was pretty gracious. Of course, they have a whole bunch of insurance and it was a total accident. And in fact, that night, I didn't even get in trouble because they said the wheels were turned, which was obvious. Like they could see that the wheels had been turned. And uh, it was crazy. So not my fault. I didn't get fired. Probably should have, but didn't. So no matter how many uh, cars I stalled out or caused a buck like a Bronco or ran over, I still kept my job. So that is my story as it relates to totaling a Cadillac. And I'm curious what your story is today. And the prompt I have for you is what is the time that you skipped protocol? There was a time where you knew that these are the appropriate steps, like at the valet place, you back into the spot, you make sure the wheels are straight and you don't mess it up because it could have serious negative consequences. So think back to a time where you knew there were certain steps you should take and the time you didn't follow that protocol. And what outcome did that create for you? How did that make your life easier or worse? What lesson did you learn and how can your target audience apply that to their lives? So that's my story today. Thank you for listening. Go out and share your story with someone and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Morning Story Podcast. If you'd like more story ideas, go to 202storyideas.com. That's 202storyideas.com. And if you'd like to get better at storytelling so you make more sales, go to storymagnetworkshop.com. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being part of my story.